0: Boy, you a baby. your boy, artist. The is girl, name. the back are you, Milan? Here, my name girl, Oh, Auntie Tegan. Right, Ebony, A.K.A. Ebony with am from the Big Head Radio Show, and I'm with the King Tief Network, huh? What's good, it's your boy King T from the King T Network, and we are at location, specifically the Westside Production Studio. Shout out to this guy, Greggy Westside. Yes, sir. You can follow them at Westside Productions on IG, right? Yes, sir. Uh, you can follow them, and you can check out their website at WestsideProductions.media. Correct. Uh, check that out and you can check out these amazing interviews right now (laughs)
1: we're doing this
0: on a wednesday people we are dedicated look so um this is the king team network uh we are kicking it west side studios west side production studios shout out to greggy Westside. man i got a special guest with me and i and i called him i called him jones when i met him but then I was I was nervous because I didn't know if it was if it was both Jones. But it's Jones Jones. I got Jones Jones, Jones, Jones in the building. Jones, say, say that shit two
1: times. We're doing all right. two times. that shit two times, man. <laughs>
0: man. So um, I would say that being consistent, being persistent, and being dedicated are the three top three things for me when I look for somebody working in the city and i want to sit down with them and i'm excited about it that's the three that i've seen with you like you wanted like you want to be like let people know that you got something going on because you got some good music you got some good sound
1: thank you bro like uh yeah i want people to know that uh everything i'm working on like as far as like my film um my music yeah just everything that i can do so it's more like um that's why I'm trying to be as active as possible. Exactly. As much shit as I fucking can. Very active, like, uh, So, yeah, super active. Like, uh, won a couple showcases. Yeah. Won one for uh, shout out to Music Addicts. Shout out to that. Uh, sh- uh, shout out to Exotic Cuisine. Shout out to Richie. Um, shout out to, ca- shout out to Cannon with a boom. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was a couple, um, events that I was able to get into or whatever. So now I'm trying to, uh, my new model is, uh, you know, be a be a threat. No matter, I don't, no matter what the fuck you do. Yeah. I don't care if it's a, uh, if you a fucking garbage man, come on. I don't, I don't care if you a... Uh, the best
0: motherfucker wrong.
1: Whatever the fuck it is, be a motherfucking threat. Because when you walk into a room, and when somebody else like, if you feel somebody music or you feel somebody else, you watching a podcast, whatever you fuck with it, you like, yeah, they, they a threat. They somebody yeah. that you can look at and be like, okay, what can I do to get better? Like, what's gonna push me to yeah. get to get better and stuff, whatever. So it's like that's that, that, everybody should maintain that energy. Always be a motherfucking threat, no matter what you do.
0: So. Have you been, how long have you been, like, take us all the way back. How long have you been doing film and music?
1: Music. Uh, uh, music my whole life. My okay. mom is in music. Uh, and we
0: testing his rolling skills too. I know. And he said he could talk a roll, I'm talking but he rolling. don't
1: know. He talking with the best. <laughs> he talking with yeah, the best. It's yeah. Like, he I ain't, ain't never, know. I ain't never had to fucking talk and roll. And shit come on. Say motherfucking come and shit. on. <laughs> <laughs> we be debunking shit out here. It's like it's like you realize that shit a motherfucking skill set. Matter of fact, I'm gonna God, get them God, together. Man. Look,
0: we ain't even. We ain't, we ain't gonna do them like that. We gonna see if you can really do it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, we, gonna, we gonna get you together. man interview. Fuck
1: it, come on. Man, if you see if I come got on, a tray. On. There go a the tray. <laughs> then we got to put this shit together. <laughs> go ahead and thank get you. right. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank now you. let's
0: see if he going to get right. Let's see if he can get comfortable.
1: There we go. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> nah. <man>. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> you this... silly as a motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we going to have fun, man. This is what this is what it's about, you know, enjoying the journey. Are you enjoying your journey, man?
1: I'm loving this journey, and I'm learning. I'm loving the uh the process of it last year was crazy as fuck, and
0: is that when it started? Because I did actually when it started. It um, I forgot.
1: It started like as far as me getting serious about it. I'll say the last like couple of years. Okay. Before this, I was like you know work, um, straight business, straight like a lot of corporate shit. Really. A lot of people, um, yeah, a lot of people know. Like, um, I went to jail for a little bit last year because I was in a, I've been in a custody battle fight for my son and shit. You know, wow. for six years. You know, and that shit actually worked out. You know, so, but it's one of those things where I went to jail for a couple of days. I was in the military too. Yeah. Like for years and shit. So I suffered from something called, you know, PTSD. And basically, I had a PTSD moment where I was in the store. I heard a loud ass bang. So my whole fucking thought process was, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I ran out the store basically holding four or five dollars worth of items and shit. When I ran out the store, I knocked somebody over in my panic. I was charged with motherfucking robbery. What? I was charged with robbery for motherfucking a few dollars worth of motherfucking items and shit. In a real
0: situation. In a
1: real fucking situation, like and, and, and that that shit. People didn't
0: understand in the moment. Didn't
1: understand like what the fuck was going on. Didn't understand none of that shit. So, so I had to go to jail for a few months because they charged you with robbery, literally just for for a fucking few for a few dollars worth That's of shit. Crazy. But when I say shit happens for a motherfucking reason though. I, uh, that was the first time when I went to jail and shit, I met my biological father for the first time. No, the fuck you did not. A nigga, correctional officer. What? Yeah, a nigga, correctional officer, and the first time that we met, I was, literally, nigga was wearing a hole, I was on the phone, because the thing is, like, when you get down to the county and shit,
0: yeah.
1: there's, like, a little area you go to where you can, like, be on the phones and shit mm-hmm. for, like, a whole... Like, however long it takes you to get processed upstairs or to get upstairs or whatever, they basically leave your shit in this room or whatever, and you can use the phone as much as you want down there. Yeah. So when I was using the phone, I was on the phone with my mama. Yeah. Because <laughs> mama, <laughs> come get me. What but is give, going give, on? Get me the fuck <laughs> out of this shit. What is shit. going on, mom? I don't and, know what happened. And she told me on the phone, she was, like, uh, she was like, I don't want you to get mad. She was like, this situation is going to work itself out. She said, but keep yourself cool in there. Mm-hmm. She said, but one thing I want to let you know, she said, I'm pretty sure your biological father works there. Wow. And I promise you, nigga, not even 10 seconds later and shit, when I'm on that phone, he walked in the motherfucking room because he had to take us downstairs to go and get so like... So you
0: had known his face already. You just had never met
1: him. I've known his face when he was like younger and shit. Yeah. Because I, I mean, saw like pictures and shit, and shit like yeah. that, whatever. But once I saw him like face to face type shit whatever. It was like, nah, that's him. I looked like a younger like a young version of that nigga. It right. was like it was shit was crazy as a motherfucker. But it was uh the niggas in the uh the jail and shit they found out about that shit whatever, so they <laughs> it was funny as fuck. Like but uh That's a lot going on though. <laughs>
0: God damn. It is a you good. goddamn not only met your father, but the whole jail know your father correct you know so now
1: oh, everybody knew that shit. But so once they found that shit out or whatever his job got difficult as a motherfucker because yeah, it's kind of really. hard to uh, police motherfuckers on shit no. when you ain't, and you ain't doing a motherfucking thing, whatever. You got motherfuckers in here for paying child support, nigga, and you ain't not paying <laughs> child support, nigga.
0: How did you get away from this shit? Like, how'd
1: you get away from this shit? So after that shit whatever, I think he getting ready to retire.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, after that shit whatever because it was like... It was that bad. <laughs> I think it, it became... From what I understand, I still got some people down there in the county and shit whatever. They said that shit became a thing. They said even that people, even people that uh didn't know shit about me or met me or anything like that, they knew about the prison guard and shit because everybody just kept telling the story over yeah, and over and over again. But karma a motherfucker and That's shit. That's a motherfucker. Karma a motherfucker.
0: And it ain't take you down for no years or nothing. You out here, you back.
1: When I say yeah, but that shit will give you instant motherfucking um What's that? Shit? It give you instant fucking peace. Like I ain't fucking worried about nobody else's business but my motherfucking own, my son, my kids. Yeah. Um, the shit that I'm trying yeah. to fucking, the shit that I'm trying to fucking do now, and get shit going or whatever. Like I gotta, uh, I have an album out too.
0: Talk about it. What's uh, it called?
1: It's called the Red Room Project Volume One. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause you got, if you go to his page, it's
1: red. <laughs> it is and red
0: but I fuck with it because it's a mood. It's definitely a vibe. You are For definitely sure. putting out a vibe, man. So talk about it. What 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 is the red? You know what I'm saying? What is it? What is it? What, is, what was the beginning? What made you make it?
1: The the process going through like my kids, like yeah. uh, there was a hell of, lot of shit that was fucking going on. I was in a crazy ass relationship. Yeah. That's kind of shit that held me back a little bit too was being a long ass way like and shit. A lot of people understand when you with somebody that's toxic or fucked up, yep. that shit will hold your shit back and bring your shit
0: Heavy.
1: there too. So it was one of them things where I wrote music, did music, but didn't record or none of that mm-hmm. shit just based off of like kind of the connotation on how she felt about like music and shit. Really? You know how like, so you know. So it affected you. So it affected me like a lot as far as wow. like uh, putting shit out. And... um the red room project is a it's a feeling like it's it's the that that red that mood that's when you feel when you gotta get up and you gotta go to work and bust your ass and you don't fucking want to what you still got to and it's the feeling where yeah, you lose to hell yeah you lost somebody in your fucking life and you still it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a mask it's yeah. like all of us walk around our own little fucking red rooms, like our own little pockets of emotion, and then we all put on a mask so nobody can see that shit. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, so the red room is based off how I felt going through just all my shit, going through like not seeing my son for a couple of years, going to jail for a little bit.
0: You put it all in the music.
1: I put it all into the music.
0: So what type of music would you say you create if nobody's ever heard you? Cause you got a deep ass voice, and the red room sounds like an R and B
1: album.
0: So talk to me. What? What are we getting into when we listen to Jones Jones?
1: We gonna get into some lyricism. We gonna get into some music. We are gonna get into some feel good music. Um, I'm in the bars. I'm in the schemes. Um, Punchlines, shit, um, whatever kind of music, shit. Shit can be funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you fuck with music like Chance, you know Chance the Rapper. Uh, if you fuck with you know, M and M, things like that. Okay. I'll say so that I would say that's kinda where my music is at. I'm in my own lane as far as like my own like lyricism, creativity, um, my films, my work and show whatever. It's just it's gonna be a move. If you check out the Red Room project, you're gonna find some you you can find that family cookout shit on there. Yeah. You can find that feel good shit, and then you can also find that shit though like that, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, shit.
0: No, um, I think you definitely hit it on the head, like that. Yeah, I like that because it gives them that sense of I'm I'm in a different lane than what you're normally gonna hear, but I'm still unique.
1: I'm still, 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 still. Chance
0: is unique as fuck. That's a motherfucker. Eminem unique as fuck and they leaders and they, and they in lane. They right. So, was it always your plan to be in your own lane? Or is it just kind of created itself?
1: It kind of just created itself. Like you said, I heard how to, to me, I don't even know my voice is that deep because it's just me, but I've heard that, I heard I got a deep ass voice or whatever, so I guess that that also like affected my music and shit too mm. as far as that. So I didn't know that it was going to become like its own like, entity as far as its own shit. So that's where, so yeah, that's where I'm at. So
0: did you just
1: get this deep voice? Or did you have it your whole life? <laughs> it, I swear, I think my voice get deeper my every three years or some shit. Swear. <laughs> so every three years. It's like I had, like, a late puberty. That's hilarious. Of, or, or some shit or whatever. It's like I had, like, a late puberty, like, over these last couple of years and shit. And it's like every time, I don't know. like shit just, <laughs> drop, out just drop out of nowhere.
0: Bitches, <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I can't Her- even get that low. That's crazy. Shout out to that, though, man. Um, Growing up, were you heavily musically inclined? Were you into music? What was you doing? Was your sports guy? You're tall as shit.
1: Sports sports guy was like the main shit for basketball, football.
0: Which was your favorite?
1: Uh, basketball, for sure. And that
0: was your best, too? Yeah, Okay. for sure. My so time. what's the history? I mean, you was a bucket getter? What was you doing? Can we
1: check um, the stats? Honestly, I averaged about a solid like twelve. It wasn't okay. like it wasn't like I couldn't. That's respectable. It wasn't like I wasn't doing like a. I couldn't average more, but it was more like I like uh, defensive player of the year type shit. Okay, I had defensive player of the so year. So you was a getting times. boards? Yeah, boards, defense. Okay, you was um, blocking shots. You a lot was of open, 1.2? A lot of open, a lot of open court steals and shit. I okay, probably, I probably averaged like two or three steals. A game steals. Like, entire, like two was you this early. tall?
0: What,
1: what, what when you thought?
0: growing up, like in high school, you was this tall.
1: I had a late ass growth spur. See, uh, so he yeah. just <laughs> look. He got
0: here and got this tall and got this voice. He's still trying to figure it out because he's talking about steals. I'm like, you tall as hell. Who's you still in the ball from? But I got, you might have been shorter got back got then.
1: Crazy. I got I got amazing motherfucker footwork. Like Real so, shoes. so it's like even. That kind of like guards I'll be like fucking like 5 6 mm. or even ones would be like 5 9 or whatever mm. or like or they would never expect
0: that's what I'm saying like
1: yeah it would be like so they would always get their shit picked because they would always try that that boodoo that little crossover and just, just 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 wait for that shit just,
0: it'll come right to your hand
1: force sideline force baseline and if they cross right over all you do is just force in one direction they coming back with the same shit because again Everybody always wanna try and cross up the big dude yeah. when they step out. Like yeah. on the on the, uh, Facts. when they're in court or whatever. It's like I'm I'm big maybe like now big, but when I was in college and shit or whatever, it's like maybe be big as a motherfucker out there. Like You seven, played in college? I played in college for a little bit. What'd so you play? I did Central State. Okay, for a little Shout bit. to Houston State.
0: My homeboys are down shit.
1: there playing ball. Shit, Tri C okay. even before I went out to Central State or whatever. So and then when I was in army and shit too. Yeah, them. yeah. I was able to play when I was in there. That that's
0: beautiful. That's dope. So, how was your experiences at that level with those different people, with those different teams?
1: Uh, that's when I kind of, that's when I realized and shit. Like physically, it was like most people be nice as motherfuckers in school, but in order to get to like the next level, you gotta have like physically your shit gotta be there, like injury history and stuff like that.
0: Did you have an injury history? Injury yeah, history?
1: Yeah. It was like Jones Jones, I couldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> torn, torn meniscus type okay. shit, um, dislocated knee. Okay. Um, and it's like by the time you get to that point, the people that really get to like the next, next levels are yeah. the people that got like no injuries type shit. Yeah. They go in there that way. Cause it's like you, you kind of, you're building, you're not fixing. What was damaged or what you might have hurt before? At that point, you're just building on top of the framework that you already kind of like, like put, right. like you already kind of put in. So it's like, if you if you can if you can bench press two two twenty five two thirty when you're in high school and mm-hmm. stuff, by the time you get to your sophomore year in uh in college and shit, you should be able to bench two two fifty two sixty type shit. Right. As long as you ain't had like no injuries or nothing like that, but it's like. It's like uh, it's it really is chance. Even the music shit, shit is chance or whatever. But it's like I really believe in this shit. Same thing I believed in uh when I played sports. won a thousand percent, put my body on the line. Um, that's what music and shit is. It's just we just going for this shit, and we gotta keep fucking pushing. Like um, every show, every venue. Oh yeah, shout out to the OEA, um, the Ohio Entertainment Awards. I'll be performing at that right. on uh on Sunday like of uh, and again like that's gonna be for the money bag yo event so everybody can come out to that you know show some love show some support um crowd reaction is going to determine the winner so the more people we have out there the more people that we can make some shit shake you know but regardless whatever i'm still gonna do my one too
0: so how do you get how do you specifically as an artist go about um asking for support um, trying to get support 'Cause it is hard. I'm trying to figure it, it out for young for, for, for artists and myself.
1: Like I would say the best thing to do for artists is uh network, um, be as active as you can because if you like if you put your music out and you just I would say for anybody have a plan too. Um have a plan um, when you make your album, when you make your singles, what song you gonna push, what video you gonna push, uh make a plan as far as what you want. And then network. Be as active as you can. Do as many shows as you can. Um, go out and meet other people, whatever. And then that's how you... Because that's why I noticed like, as far as like the more active you are and the more supportive you are of other people and the shit they got going on, the things they trying to build, the more supportive they're going to be about you and the shit you trying to fucking build. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't expect to uh to build some shit while you're still sitting on your couch and shit. Hey. Like, you can't. You
0: ain't supporting nobody else. You got to go back and forth. It's got to be... Back and forth, it has to be mutually beneficial.
1: Like, don't expect shit to come easy, and don't expect shit to come free. Like it's uh, it's.
0: I paid my first two years when I first got back from school. I didn't ask to get in nowhere for free. I asked to do nothing for free. I and and Andrew Lloyd can attest to this. I paid every event, and I could get in because I knew certain people and things of that nature. But it's the simple fact of you got to pay your dues if you really want to be able to walk in there for free. And for sure. Because you're an asset now.
1: Now you're bringing people you're in. Bringing, people you're are, bringing notoriety. Absolutely. You're
0: bringing more eyes to this. You're bringing more people to this. So now it makes sense. But they at first it may right. not make sense. And you got to respect that. As If you respect your business, you got to respect their business. So if that's the people who really win in this game. is people who come in respecting the business first. And then once you Absolutely. get a real relationship with somebody, then they may be willing to do some stuff and work through things and be willing to do things and let let you in and do this and that. But you got to earn that. People will be expecting it out the gate, man. And I respect how you come about it because you don't expect it. You just put your work
1: in it. Absolutely. It's uh, like, yeah, it's just being consistent, showing up, being – Going to bed at three o'clock in the morning, and still getting up at you know at seven and shit. Like you still gotta. Ooh, you I don't
0: know. know how you do that. now. <laughs> I cannot like, do that. Now. I'm <laughs> too old. Man, I would be like, Lord, we just gonna sleep for a little longer. Shit, this gonna have to
1: deal with it. This, I think it's my my son and shit. He keep yeah. me young because especially when they gotta get up and go to fucking school and shit is just kind of. But working on music, working on uh on concepts, um, plant making your next move It's like you got you got a plan and shit sometimes i'll be on the phone talking to like one of my homies and shit like fucking 105 to 130 in the morning and shit and we just going over what the music video gonna be like like two three weeks from now type shit yeah. like just literally just like we you, you fucking got to like it's just yeah. um if you if you stagnate and you get to a point where you just complacent with shit it's like okay i put out a couple of um i want a couple of venues cool now what now it's like one of the things where after I won a couple of venues, it's like, all right, I do got some good music, I do got this, but what else am I missing? And why didn't I take the fuck off yet? It's like, nah, because I gotta be more supportive than other people and shit, whatever, and you know, and I gotta pay my motherfucking dues and shit, and that's what, and that's what the fuck is happening right right now. Like I'm paying my dues, that opens the
0: doors. D- yeah,
1: doing everything I'm building, I'm building my brand organically, exactly. and that's what. Um, I encourage every motherfucking artist to doing shit. Build your brand as organically as you can. You know, don't pay for no motherfucking followers. People can see that shit. They know that yes. shit's, you know, fake. You know, be be you. A thousand percent be you and be organic. Shit still, be a threat. That's good. <laughs> for sure.
0: So being a father, it keeps you up you know what I'm saying? Ain't no kids. That's that's definitely what they do. Um, but he's also the reason why you get up at 7, too. Because you got to go get it for him. So how has it been being a father and trying to pursue a dream?
1: It's shit's tough, but it's, like, rewarding and shit, too. Just on the, um...
0: I mean, you went to jail for it. You know, you know, what, know what you...
1: What you know what you... It's like, you know what you... Even then, even that shit, whatever, it's like... My baby mama and shit is like when you rooting for somebody to fail so fucking bad mm-hmm. that you write a letter to the judge and you weren't a part of the situation, you don't know what the fuck was going on, you don't even know I got motherfucking PTSD, but you write a letter to the judge just to say whatever he did, I should get the most time for it. Wow. It takes a bit miserable and bitter motherfucker to do some shit like that or whatever. So it's like I can be mad about that, but no, nah, I'm not giving that energy or whatever because that will make me just as bitter and mean yeah. as that shit. So when it come down to like my son or whatever, it's just whatever I do and the shit that I do, he gonna pay attention to it. Right. So it's like, I can wallow like in pity. Yeah. Like I could feel like, you know, you know, like, you know, all the, all's me, all is against the world type shit or whatever. you know, and it's like, I did feel like that way for uh for a minute, like me against the world type shit, stand alone, like lone wolf type yeah. shit. But that shit didn't get me no motherfucking way. It's like I was able to get certain shit done, but in order to get the shit that you want to do and you got to build, your kids need to see that shit or whatever. And as far as, like, the music and pursuing it, it's a struggle, like, sometimes whatever. But it's like I don't mind going, like, without, like, as long as my family is taken care of first, then I get my music and shit done or whatever. I'll, I'll go without shit a meal for a night if I don't got to whatever, so I can make sure I can get this this song done before this motherfucking festival coming up. Like whatever I gotta fucking do, if I gotta have noodles, you know, two three times this motherfucking week or whatever to make some shit happen or whatever. That's what the fuck we gonna do.
0: You know that, bro, family. Well, yeah. we, <laughs> we gonna we going eat damn, some motherfucking
1: we'll eat, them, <laughs> eat them noodles. Shit, put some egg, crack 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 an egg in that bitch. Whatever. Else. my 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 girl Asian is a motherfucking shit too. Hey, so my dude. I ain't
0: never cracked the egg on my noodles, but that's. Probably man. what they was there for. He hey, I yeah, don't know. Shit. I got you,
1: man. My my girl, Asian, and when it comes down to this noodles and shit, whatever, it's like that she shit changed f- my motherfucking life. I feel <laughs> you. Look, get me together. I fuck with it. <laughs> Can I
0: put a little, little different yeah. on my noodle too? I feel <laughs> you. Uh, so overall, um, for you to stay consistent, um, because I want you to look back on this. Uh, on this interview, when it when it comes out, and really be able to say I've been consistent. Um, what is it going to take for you to stay consistent from here on out?
1: It's more keeping my eyes on the prize. It ain't about like uh, these competitions. Like I said, every time I go to it, it's like is it dope to win. Yeah, but I'm coming out to these uh, to these events so I can meet people and shit. Yep. I'm coming out so I can like. You know network, that's the real win like when you come out you might not have won the event but if you get a you met somebody and you made a song with that person that song blow up and go viral you made a connection now you made a friend for a motherfucking lifetime or whatever that was more important than winning any of that shit. but i'm hungry i'm coming to win i'm coming to be competitive i'm coming to, to have fun like and, and again at the end of the day i'm coming to still be a motherfucking threat i want you to win like shit, I got a uh, a bar. Like it's like I hope niggas stack they bread just enough to build a wall. But before I reach the top, just know I'm coming for you all. Like
0: fuck all that. Like, fuck. This is right on time. I no nah, yeah. y'all not finna beat me, yeah. and y'all not finna. Nah, I'm not. Nah. I don't want y'all to win. I want to win. Hell yeah! It's time for us to win. So. We gonna win together. We
1: gonna win, but I'm
0: gonna win. Just make sure you
1: know that I'm a motherfucking threat. <laughs> just, sure, just look. Hey, make sure you know my music. Just know, is, my music. I'm is, coming is for it good. all. It's, like, that, it's,
0: it's just like that? Like, like you gotta claim exactly, it though, you claim and that's ownership. no disrespect to them. And the reason why you gonna win is because you gonna work hard enough. You gonna work harder than all everybody else. That's why I'm going to win because I'm gonna work harder than everybody else. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna be in my own lane, and and. And be number one in my lane. So even if I don't win, I'm still number one. I'm number one
1: in my lane. Cause you you building like a like, salute to you or whatever Man. like the the brand that be you put on. Like no, you uh, like no. If y'all get a chance, make sure that y'all that y'all tune in to the King If Network. Like make sure that you stay on. Make sure that you subscribe. What I do with this? Make sure that you fucking follow. Like nah, he's he, he's building a crazy ass brand and shit. And I'm lucky to be a part of it. Like um, real shit. Like he ain't have to take this motherfucking interview. I and share sure. it all he been on way more popping people than showing on the scene or whatever but the fact that he loved the fact he actually go out the way to actually listen I to try. the music and the product and shit for sure. you know that that shit means something so you know individuals
0: so be, well, be mattering people oh, yeah. i want to see what you got going on for real like on the like i not just before the interview but after the interview like i am here to support now like I need to see it, though. I need to be able to see it. And we all go through life. So I ain't saying life don't happen. I don't say four months, three months, shit, don't go crazy. What I'm saying is always have a plan to attack and be a threat. Because once you're a threat, you're a threat. And once you're, the only way you're not a threat anymore is because of you. It has nothing to do with anybody Anybody else. else. Absolutely. And to think it has to do with somebody else is you're, you're lying to yourself. So I'm talking to all the artists out there. I'm talking to all the other podcasters out there. I'm talking to everybody grinding, man. Like, once you become a threat, you're a threat. Period, point blank. The only time you be, you're not a threat is once you stop.
1: Good shit. Think about it. Any, think about any artist you respect, anybody in your life you respect. When they come in that fucking room, you notice that shit. Yeah. It could be anybody that you respect, anybody you really got, you know, even if you don't even got to be that person friend and shit, whatever, but... If your favorite fucking celebrity came in the room right now or whatever, you're going to go crazy and shit just because the work they put in, everything else, and the brand they built, they a threat. We all trying to become a motherfucking threat like in everything that we fucking do. Again, if your job out here is picking up fucking garbage or whatever the fuck it is you do, whatever the fuck you're working on in your side or whatever, be hungry, be dedicated, be humble, and, and shit, and know that your product is better than this. Real shit. Know that the product you putting out is better than niggas. Know that the work you putting in is better than niggas. Know that the videos you putting out is better than niggas. Like, everything you motherfucking do, shit. And if you show up to events, like, I've been to part of two events or whatever where one, my mic was cut. This, you got to fight through those. Listen, you got to fight. And the second one, they cut my whole set short in the middle of the show. People was confused. Man, do that shit cappella. Finish whatever the fuck you, get your yeah. shit off always. Yeah. Be a motherfucking always. threat. Damn, Facts. Be a motherfucking
0: threat. Jones, Jones, man, I appreciate you being here. This has been the King Teeth Network. Be a motherfucking threat. We're going to leave on that motherfucking note. Be a threat and stay a threat. It's the King Teeth Network. Peace. Peace.